Doctor, I would like for us to move to the last part of our conversation. Mm -hmm. These are questions that our Sports MBT online community have sent through to us and that they would like to ask you personally. I'm going to start off with this one from Nikki. Now, Nikki talks about the 2022 International Women's Day theme, which was hashtag break the bias. What does break the bias mean to you? So to me, I mean, what it acknowledges is that there are still very many areas of professional life and personal life where, um, you know, there are preconceived notions about the way that women or certain people should do things or where they should fit into society uh, or in the professional space. And breaking the bias for me is saying, disregard that, you know, be you, be bold you, color outside the lines. Um, don't be limited by other people's limitations, you know. Sure. Um, and so that for me is what Break the Bias is. It really is about embrace your own individual journey and be fully, boldly and colorfully you and go where your path is meant to take you, regardless of the ceilings or the limitations that other people have put there. Break those, move those aside and realize your full potential. Absolutely beautiful. Let's tackle this one from Katleo. Katleo simply says, what do you think about, or pardon me, what did the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games teach you? Uh, teach me, sure, that anything's possible, that even amidst crisis or chaos, it is it is possible to create hope. Um, and I mean, that's really simplifying everything. I mean, it was an incredible, difficult, difficult games to deliver in terms of what needed to happen behind the scenes for it to happen. But obviously, the way we delivered it was different to any other Olympics, but it happened. And there were so many reasons why it was a good thing that it happened. So even amidst crisis, amidst chaos, there is hope and you can create. Definitely. Michael sends through quite an important question. He talks about mental health and he simply says, why is mental health care important for athletes, coaches, as well as administrators? And individuals. Mm. <laughs> the, the mind is the body's or the human's central governor, you know, mm -hmm. and so if all is not well at the center, you know, as they say, things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Um, so for me, mental health really does, that, that's what it's about fundamentally. It's about ensuring that at your core, because the mind determines everything that you can do, it determines your base, but it also determines your full potential. Um, at your core, that you are healthy and that you are well, and that you work on that consistently. As athletes as well, I mean, they often say that at a certain level of performance, it's less about physically what you're able to achieve, but mentally what you're able to unlock. Right. So that's what actually makes the difference between athletes once you're talking about the top one percent. And so that's the important for athletes as administrators um, and, and clinicians and people who support athletes. I mean, we again, I said was one of the first things that I said, you have to be at your best if you're going yeah. to be supporting somebody who's trying to realize their best. You know, and that means that you need to take care of every aspect of you, including your mental health so that you can bring your A game. Definitely. Let's tackle quite a challenging question. This one comes through from Ole Bocheng, and she talks about doping. Mm. She simply says, what do you think encourages athletes to dope? I'd say pressure and desperation. Um, pressure, probably, you know, self-imposed pressure, pressure from coaches or families to perform beyond a level that an athlete perhaps feels is, is, is physically possible at that time. You know, and so they need something that's going to quickly get them over the line so that they can perform at the level that is expected of themselves, of them, whether it's expected by themselves or by the people around them. So certainly pressure. Um, but also, I think in, in some cases, desperation. If you look at um, some of the people that do, for instance, at a you know high school level or at a more junior rudimentary level, 
And for me, I think um, sport for many people, and we undermine this, um, and I said it before, it unlocks potential, right? They're, they're at races, you know, they pay prize money. Um, and some people are so desperate to move from where they are and use sports to raise their platform. And, and, and I'm not talking about to necessarily get the millions, you know, because that's, mm. that's the first level that I said, that's the pressure. Um, but this is just desperation to just, just shift a little bit, um, get invited to that first team because you know that there's going to be a scout and having a scout there means that you might get a bursary and then having a bursary means that you've just got a completely different life ahead of you. Um, so unfortunately it is, it's pressure and desperation um, and, and maybe sometimes actually ignorance because sometimes people dope, but it's inadvertent doping. And so you take the nasal spray and you actually didn't know that you shouldn't have taken this because it's got some banned substance, but you weren't trying to cheat, you know. Um, those are the three reasons. Sure. Beautiful. Let's tackle this one. This one comes through from JB. And, J and JB simply says, you once said, it's an exciting time to be involved in sport and exercise medicine. Things are changing. Why is this so important for you? And why is it so exciting? Oh, yes, they are. Uh, numerous reasons. And we could have had a whole conversation about just this. Look, things are changing. I think for me, a big part um, of of the change that I'd like to see is seeing sport and sport and exercise medicine um, being accessed at every level of community, right? So not just by the high performance and the elite athletes, but certainly even at a, at a community township level, you know, which is really where a lot of our talent is born and bred in South Africa before you move it from the villages and the townships and then send them to urban areas. So the more we can get um, qualified and competent coaches there, the more we can get qualified and competent personnel there to support athletes, even at a young level, you know, in a long haul talent development stage, the better it is. And we're starting to see a little bit more than that. A lot of work needs to be done, but we're starting to see more. Things are changing in terms of gender equity. I mean, that's, that's some of the shift that we're seeing happen sooner than perhaps some of the racial uh, transformation that we also want to be seeing along sports, but certainly in terms of gender equity, we're seeing the shift dial. The the am I saying that right? We're seeing the dial shift, you know, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes not as fast as we need to be doing it, and not with the penetration that you want, because you want it again at every single level, and you don't just want a woman, for instance, around the boardroom because it's a number that you need, but you want them to be there, have a voice, and be able to use their voice to influence some kind of conversation, or to the same extent as the other board members. And so these are some of the changes that really, really excite me. Our level of performance as South Africans in terms of athletes, if you look across other sports, so not just your typical well-organized sports like your cricket, rugby, soccer, but if you look at your other smaller sports, look at surfing, look at how we're doing so well, you know, internationally, look at the smaller sports, you know, where now that there's, um, you know, I guess sports has developed and is developing, you're seeing um, our athletes also performing at a continental level and certainly again at a global level. And I love that. That's exciting for me. We want to see more of that. Oh, absolutely beautiful. I'd like to tackle this question from Rachel. And Rachel talks about gratitude. Who are some of the people that have been vital to your career? Sure. Again, such a loaded question. But um, um, and, I, and I hope I don't do injustice by leaving people out. And I'm very well. But certainly my family, to start with there. I mean, my mom and my dad, just in the way that they raised me to believe that I could do anything and were supportive to me in the very early stages of my career, as I dreamed, as I thought outside the box and didn't follow a typical route necessarily, you know, in my journey, but gave me that space and that support for showing me what the beauty of sports is, you know, at a very young age and instilling in me this passion. Um, my husband certainly has also supported me. I mean, as a traveling physician, you're up and down, in and out, all over the place. Now we've got children and so these events, and I certainly couldn't um, realize the success of the journey that I have without him alongside me. 
And then they've been incredible mentors. You know, um, from a very early stage in my sports medicine career, I have been very fortunate to have had mentors make themselves available when I asked or just volunteer themselves. So from your Professor Christiane van Rensburg, Dr. Kevin Suban, Ibrahim Namaturani, John Patricios, these are the, the four people that stand out very, very early in my career who quite literally just made themselves available to me as a young clinician. And I was always able to bounce some things off them when I was stuck. And it's so important. And of course, I've had mentors, you know, um, throughout my journey. Um, I would, and then maybe lastly, <laughs> I have to say, none of this is possible without the athletes, right? And so yeah. I've been privileged to be, in, again, invited into spaces. Athletes have, have by and large embraced my presence in their in their in their circle, um, and I've learned to hang up a lot from from working alongside athletes and just seeing the, their discipline, their determination, how they get back up from falls and from setbacks. Oh, absolutely beautiful. This last one comes through from Megan, and Megan talks about words of encouragement. What words of encouragement would you like to share with young women who are interested in building a career in the field of sports medicine? You know, firstly, I'd certainly say people would sometimes say, oh, I want to be just like you. And, you know, the first thing I say is don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know, um, It's great to, great to draw in inspiration from different people. Um, and to use people as a yardstick, right? But be better, you know, do more. Um, one of the things that I must say I attribute some of my successes to is the fact that I embraced all of me, right? And I accepted that, you know, Pato comes with being um, a female, Pato comes with being black, Pato comes with certain experiences. And it's the entirety of this that 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 then is my value proposition, right? And, and I'm also interested in, I haven't had a typical sports medicine career, you know, uh, many sports medicine clinicians, have been very comfortable with the clinical route, maybe assisting in surgeries. I decided to go and study business because that interests me. And so I guess the first thing is carve your own journey, right? Embrace all the different facets. They, they don't have to compete. Some people might have said, you know, you're interested in business, but you're also interested in sports and medicine. They don't come together, just do one or the other, as an example. You can't also be an athlete. And I mean, I've just come from a competition, you know, this past week, you know, and I've, I've, I've embraced it all. And in that mishmash, somehow found something that defines me and the journey that I want to be on and that leads my journey. And that maybe then is the second bit of advice is allow yourself to be led by your passion and your heart and use your mind to just moderate certain things, right? And so that that journey makes sense in the bigger scheme of things. And dream, dream, and don't be limited by other people's lack of vision, right? Dream, dream big and then and, and follow your heart. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Dr. Patuwutle Zondi, thank you so much for joining us on the Sports MBT Insider. Thank you for your words of encouragement and thank you for the amazing work that you do to support athletes each and every single day because we understand and we respect that if you weren't there to support these athletes, that journey would be slightly more difficult. So thank you so much for helping South Africa produce these absolutely phenomenal athletes. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was great to chat. You're locked on to the Sport MBT Insider, a podcast for unrelenting coverage of women in sport. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I absolutely loved diving deeper into the journeys of our athletes, coaches, and administrators to get to know them a little bit better than we do. Coming up next week, we bring you another athlete, coach, or administrator, and she shares her incredible and inspiring journey with us. Keep it locked onto Sport MVT, where we celebrate women in sport.